KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Thursday, June 17th, a testing ground for affordable housing incentives. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Health officials are now calling the Delta strain of the coronavirus that's been devastating India a variant of concern. It's now the dominant strain in the UK, and some experts think it will soon be in the US. Rebecca Fielding Miller is an epidemiologist and professor at UC San Diego. Every infection is an opportunity for a new variant that could potentially escape the vaccines that we already have, and that would be just terrible to set back all of our hard hard work that far. Fielding Miller says 75% of San Diegans getting at least their first dose of the vaccine is a huge achievement. But she says there's a big difference between reaching herd immunity and eradicating the virus. In the face of ongoing triple-digit heat in the region, San Diego County has issued a flex alert for today between 5 and 10 p.m. The California Independent System Operator, or CalISO, says it should have enough electricity to meet the upcoming demands. But they say there may not be much electricity to borrow from neighboring states. Mark Rothleder is the agency's chief operating officer. In this heat wave, The entire West is actually hot, and especially in the Southwest. So they too are also experiencing high demand and using all the resources they can. The current heat wave is expected to continue through tomorrow. And in the meantime, San Diego County officials have opened nine cool zones at community centers and libraries for the hottest parts of the day. Masks are required at the zones. To find one near you, go to coolzones.org. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Last year, the San Diego City Council approved new incentives for developers to build more affordable and market-rate housing. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says the first project to use the program, called Complete Communities, could be a preview of what's to come. Construction is well underway at Sequoia, a 100-unit apartment building on Fifth Avenue in San Diego's Bankers Hill. The lot, one block from Balboa Park, is zoned for only 25 apartments, but local development firms Murphy Company and Bishop Ventures saw the potential for more. Seven of the units out of the 100 are affordable to very low income, and another four units are affordable 
rent restricted to uh, moderate income. Developer Gilman Bishop says those 11 affordable homes are what made this project eligible for the city's Complete Communities Program, approved last November. What it allows you to do is have unlimited residential density within a specific building envelope, and it incentivizes developers to build smaller units so they get more units within that same envelope. Smaller homes with cheaper rents is exactly what Complete Communities was meant to encourage. It's also meant to encourage a car-free lifestyle. None of the apartments will come with off-street parking, but they will be right next to new protected bike lanes leading to downtown and Hillcrest. And that was KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen. As businesses struggle to fill job openings, a new survey suggests workers now have the upper hand in the job market. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne tells us about what some are calling the Great Resignation. Job fairs, help wanted signs, and signing bonuses are being seen throughout San Diego as businesses rush to hire staff. And all these signs scream new opportunities to all, including people who already have jobs. A new survey says more than one in four San Diego workers plan to look for a new job in the next couple of months. This really should be on employers' minds on how do we reduce uh, turnover, right? And turnover is one of the great, the great resignation. I mean, I think that one in three uh, people nationwide are probably going to voluntarily quit. John Astell is a San Diego vice president of Robert Half, a global professional staffing firm that conducted the nationwide survey. San Diegans surveyed said they are looking for a salary boost, career advancement, and flexibility. They also want to work for organizations that align with their personal values. Asdell says employers need to assess what they are offering because people have options now more than ever. And taking very um, intentional steps to make sure that people are paid uh, at or above market. They're given the flexibility to do their work when and how and where they want to, if at all possible, and that they feel like they have a plan to get to the next part of their uh, of their role. Eric Bruvold is the CEO of the San Diego North Economic Development Council. He says several companies in North County are hiring. It's a tight labor market, so workers have options. And I think that you'll see workers, uh, you know, uh, look around for uh, things that provide them, um, you know, opportunities. One opportunity that could persuade people to make a job change, shorter commutes. They're great companies that are along the 78 corridor. You don't need to drive 30, 40, 50 minutes and try and fight your way through the merge. As people explore their options, Bravolt says we will see more changes in the fall as schools and childcare facilities open to full capacities. And that was KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne. A Pacific Beach doctor is facing charges before the state medical board that could revoke his license. He was a key figure in a 2018 investigation by our partners at iNewsource. iNewsource investigative reporter Mary Plummer has more. The board's executive director is accusing Dr. James Novak of repeated negligent acts involving two diabetes patients, as well as failure to maintain accurate records and unprofessional conduct. Novak ran a Trina Health Clinic that offered a questionable diabetes treatment. Physicians we interviewed called the insulin infusion procedure worrisome and unproven. Novak declined to comment. A state investigator interviewed him early last year, 
Since then, Novak appears to have continued seeing patients. Recent Yelp reviews range from one to five stars. And that was iNewsource investigative reporter Mary Plummer. iNewsource is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. Coming up, how will our pets adjust to not having us around all the time as we return to work and school? That story's next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. There was a cartoon early on in the pandemic that showed dogs calling each other on the phone saying, how could life have gotten this good? Meanwhile, cats were calling each other saying, how could life have gotten this terrible? The joke does have some truth to it though. With many of us working from home for the past year and a half, our pets have gotten used to having us around. But now, as people begin to return to the office, those pets will have to adjust to us being away. Amanda Kowalski is the Director of Behavior Programs at the San Diego Humane Society. She spoke to KPBS's Claire Tregesser on Midday Edition. Here's that interview. So tell us which types of pets, dog breeds in particular, have the hardest time being alone. You know, there really isn't any particular dog breed or cat breed um, that prefers being alone or um, being with a person. Um, it really has to do with that that animal's individual personality, um, just like humans, right? They have a spectrum of how involved they want to be um, socially with other animals or with other people. And so I think it's really important that pet owners know that and really understand where their dog or their cat is on that spectrum. And so what tips do you have for dog owners to prepare their pet to be alone during the day? Yeah, you know, it's going to be really important for pet parents to really kind of ease into this transition and allow their dog or their cat some time to be able to get used to this new routine. So if you know that you're going back into the office and, you know, maybe it's two days a week um, uh, for now, right? Um, You can start practicing um, short departures, maybe go for a walk around the block and really see how your pet is doing while you're away. Okay, so you mean go for a walk around the block by yourself, not with your pet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Go for a walk by yourself, leave your pet at home. You can even set up a Zoom to record and see see what your pet is doing. Or if you have have a camera, you can... Uh, record them that way too and see how they're doing while you're away um, just for a few minutes. Um, And that will give you a good idea of how your pet is going to do during this transition. Are there other things people can do to set their dogs up for, for success while they're alone, like say exercise, or I know some people like to play the radio for their dogs? Those are all really great suggestions. Exercise is really great for both our dogs and our cats. Uh, Playing music, there's music that has been um, 
created specifically for dogs and cats in mind uh, that appear to, you know, how they uh, sense things. That's a really great option, leaving the TV on for them. Uh, focusing on enrichment is great for both of those pets or actually any pet that you have, even if it's a small animal. Uh, so enrichment could be uh, maybe only feeding them a portion of their food and then taking the other portion and, and creating like a frozen, uh, we call them uh, pupsicles here at the behavior center and leaving your pet uh, a pupsicle when you, when you leave so that they have something a little bit longer lasting that they can um, forage for that food. Uh, it helps stimulate their mind. So that's one way that parents can focus on providing them some other things so that they're not bored while they, while they go back to work. Uh, and I know there's even companies that make um, treat dispensers that make dogs solve problems or <laughs> work on puzzles to to kind of keep them stimulated throughout the day. What about um, people who are maybe sending a dog to daycare or having a dog walker? What considerations should owners take there? Yeah, if your dog uh, loves being around other dogs, dog daycare could be really great. Um, they offer, you know, playgroups uh, at dog daycares, and that's a great way to one provide your dog with some social contact. Uh, uh, you know, while they're transitioning into not having you around all the time. And it provides them with exercise and uh, social stimulation with other species. So that's really awesome. And the same with even having a, a dog walker come in, um, or you can have a cat sitter come in just for a little bit to check on your cat and how they're doing. And again, it provides them with some social interaction during that time. So it gives them a little bit of a break where they don't have to be alone for a full, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. Now, I have a Shiba Inu, which is as close to a cat, I think, as you can have in a dog. And so she honestly <laughs> didn't really care <laughs> that that we've been home this past year. She kind of just does her own thing. And I also learned that she sometimes doesn't get out of bed until 11 a.m. or noon. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Are there things you've heard from dog owners who've learned funny behavior about their pets this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even with my own dog, who is uh, here with me during the interview, uh, you know, I started noticing some, you know, funny behavior from him. He likes to hump his toys during the middle of the day. And it's so random. And it was like at clockwork. <laughs> um, and so I have heard from pet parents some of those things. And I think that's so awesome that over the last 15 months, right, pet parents, they got to find out more about their pet's routine and really kind of dive into like how their pets live. That was Amanda Kowalski, the director of behavior programs at the San Diego Humane Society. She was speaking with KPBS's Claire Tregesser on Midday Edition. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by 
Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com.